You just click print. But there's an awful lot more to learn about the world of printing, and it's just as easy. With one click of your mouse, you can visit www.printingsa.org. The Africa Business Report on The Money Show. Victor Homaswana, we're talking about global business and talking to Tom Elliott from the De Vere Group, and he's a bit pessimistic about the state of emerging markets for the time being. One emerging market, however, um, which is constantly on the back foot, is Zimbabwe, not drawing too much foreign investment. British-American tobacco, though, is yeah. seeing an opportunity. If, if you're already in Zimbabwe, Bruce, good evening, and you are, Zimbabwe is an exporter of tobacco, producer and exporter, and you are British American tobacco. That's your zone. That's it, your sweet spot, right? They've already invested five million and they're hoping to invest more because the company is only operating at 65% capacity. So they, they, they have to go. They have lots of cigarette brands. I think 79% of the market share there. 130 million sticks per month, according to the the chief executive. So they are not, they don't have much of a choice. They just completed, I think, their indigenization program, which gave low staff members 10% of the, of the company. So it's one of those companies. You are already in Zimbabwe. It is a tobacco producing country. You are in the tobacco business. How is their tobacco production going? Because, I mean, at one time, it it was absolutely massive. And then, of course, we had the land grabs and the land seizures and the market fell um, and hardly anyone was producing tobacco. There's a sense that there is, on a small scale anyway, a recovery in that tobacco sector. No, no, it has recovered, Bruce. It's Mm -hmm. gone back, if not to its original capacity or or level of production. It's, It's just about getting there. For the past three years, it has been recovering. Zimbabwe hasn't been doing badly. I mean, as an economy, the day they dollarized or they accepted the the international the international currencies because they still use the South African rand although as I say when you go to an ATM you draw American dollars the day they adopted that currency was a sign that well maybe they have something else they have they've got their act together it's just that as I say it's that big elephant in the room the politics of a country that will make it a risky proposition mm. and as a result you'll never get people committing 100% except of course as I say if you're already invested and you're in the sweet spot of the economy uh, absolutely right Zambians they're getting very yeah. grumpy with the slack cell phone providers because the cell phone yeah. providers um, aren't really fulfilling any form of fika yeah. and that's getting rid of old sim cards and yeah. things like that and we need that I don't know if you had this scam today where people would call you and say your sim card has been inserted in the wrong phone I got a message like that in the morning. I don't know you? what it was about we need FICA, right? With the kind of terror attacks that are happening, with kind of all kinds of money laundering and everything, we need that FICA. And I like the way African countries have been trying to comply. Zambia had said 31st December last year, 20, 2013, as the deadline for SIM card registration. Some companies, some people didn't respond, although by, I think by last week, 8 million out of 10.3 million subscribers had registered their SIM card. So it's not bad. But what they, in the authority sector, Zimbabwe, Zambia information, and Communications Technology Authority is like the, I would say, what do you call it here? Um, yeah. The regulator. <laughs> the regulator. The regulator. ICASA. ICASA. ICASA Independent yes. Communications Sorry. Authority of South yeah, Africa. Exactly, exactly. They, they, they are not happy that 
that service providers haven't disconnected. Although there are people who are subscribers and saying, we have done our FICA, we'll just call it our RICA, but we have been disconnected. And yet those who haven't done their registration have not been disconnected. I don't know if we had problems on that scale here. But essentially, I'm just glad to see that Africa is taken seriously. The question of registering SIM cards, you know, with the mm. Yemeni story where SIM cards are changing all the time, you can't track people down because they are changing cell phones. You need to know who's using what cell Which phone. Which is precisely why they change yeah. their cell phones all the time because nobody <laughs> they, wants to be tracked. Yeah, they don't have the RICA there. Exactly. Now, yeah. um, Namibia. Now, Namibia, we know, is a terribly yeah. dry place, yeah. but it is a substantial beef producer. But that yeah. industry is struggling because there's drought in the yeah. desert. They've had, I think, for the next three years, they are expecting to take a knock because they, I don't know, they are expected this year, the Midco, that's the large company there, expecting to slot about 78,000. That's the lowest in the corporation's history. They used to do 200. I mean, they exported 222,000 last year to South Africa and Angola. But because of the drought, what happens when you have shortage of stock? You're going to go where you'll get the best price. And if producing locally, and Namibians do love their biltong and meat, and, uh, I mean, you must see the Biltong shops outlets in Vindhuk when you're there. It's just a sign that they... But if you're going to sell meat pro, to to Biltong producers in Vindhuk versus selling to maybe South Africa and Angola where you can get a better price, you are going to create. But you distort the market, of course, and that's what they've been experiencing. Yeah, but that's a big concern for them. The, the conflict in South Sudan yeah. Um, yeah. is causing more and more problems for the Kenyans. And Kenyan banks are worried about defaults yeah. as a result of that conflict. What's up? And they are, because think about it. Kenya, the economies are on, in Africa are dominated by small and medium enterprises, Bruce. And because of the economic flows between South Sudan, particularly in Kenya and Tanzania and all those East African countries, when with the crisis that you've had at the moment, the trade was affected. And so that's what's happening. Banks in Kenya are still not as developed as we have here. If you're talking about lending, retail lending, which often is to small businesses, people borrow money to go and run a small business. Now, what has been happening there with the conflict? Because the promise of South Sudan was just up there with the best in, in Africa and all of a sudden there's a crisis. So the commercial banks are saying we are still a young market when it comes to banking and we can't afford the kind of disruptions that are happening. The, the quantity or the, I mean the, the, the scale of the disruption is not yet known but definitely because of the disruption when you disrupt five days in the life of a small business will be a lot. It could be a large chunk of their, of their production, of their revenue and if they don't make the money they can't repay you. And that's what the problem is. And it just shows how a small country like South Sudan, young as a democracy or even as a sovereign state, could create havoc in the East African region. And that's why perhaps they should be part of the Eastern African bloc. Mm. And then finally, um, if we go from that side of the continent to um, to the west of the continent and to yeah. Nigeria, yeah. rapidly growing economy, yeah. of course, it is a very busy place. Yeah. And lots of people are looking to agriculture in Nigeria and thinking that's the next big thing. 11 billion already invested in the agricultural sector by private investors and development partners. This is not accidental, Bruce. The government of Nigeria decided we are too dependent on oil. Before oil, we were a farming and agricultural economy. We should get back to that state. So the government has been doing very well. I'm very impressed with the president. Good luck, Jonathan. Although it's not his own initiative, it had started even before with uh, President Yaradua and and, the, and his predecessor because it is a realization that what oil had done to Nigeria in the past 50 to 55 years 
had made almost the economy forget its own worth, its own original form, that it is an agricultural economy and it can do well with agriculture and mining and a whole lot of other industries except the, the oil sector. So it is just the sign. They are giving themselves a report card saying so far it's been 11 billion total that have been invested. They've been attracting young graduates from all over the world to come back and do something for agriculture. They want to export, they want to start exporting processed foods rather than importing, which is what they are doing at the moment. Things like rice, they want to start exporting. They're exporting cassava chips or chips already. So it is just one of those good stories. But remember, he was at the meeting of the African Union, so he would have been doing some PR for the country. So eleven billion still is is a good is a good number if you just started in the past ten years to promote an industry, attracting that level of investment. I think it's, it's pretty good going. There we go, Victor Homaswana with the Africa Business Report on a Tuesday night.